Hello and welcome to the Mongolog podcast. Uh, my name is John and I am the sole host of this podcast. Um, as an introduction, uh, this is a, well, supposed to be a weekly uh, manga podcast where I just take a new series, um, uh, introduce you to it. I don't give a lot, a ton of like plot details or anything like that because I want you guys to be able to experience it for yourself if you do decide to check it out. Um, so like my goal is to like kind of pique your interest in a series every week. And if you decide to pick it up, read the first few chapters, that's cool. If you end up finding your favorite series because I haven't introduced it to that's even better that's like that's the goal um so yeah this is like a beginner friendly uh family friendly uh podcast and uh yeah I just introduced a new manga series this week and hope that you'll find your you know new favorite series um and it's generally like 15 to 30 minutes uh, I keep it spoiler free um and uh yeah and I definitely encourage uh community participation though you know as I'm growing um you know I don't expect it right away because I'm still developing an audience and everything like that so um, but ideally, uh, I like to have segments that incorporate, um, you know, community questions and comments, whether that's just general stuff directed towards me or whether it's stuff about the series that I'm covering. Um, yeah. So for the most part, though, it's just me. Um, and, but I do see that people are listening. So, but I'm not going to be like the type of person that like, oh, please send me something every day. Like, you know, leave a review. Um, I'm trying not to like, if you guys feel like you want to leave a review on iTunes, that is super cool. Um, and I would definitely appreciate it. I would even read it out loud if you'd um, decide you want that. Um, but yeah, like, otherwise I'm not going to push you guys. Um, and this is just something I'm doing for fun and, um, you know, and I, and I don't plan to like monetize it or, you know, add advertisements or, you know, do anything of that sort, uh, anytime soon. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Um, so this week's episode is on Sweet Blue Flowers and, uh, written and illustrated by Takako Shimura. Uh, last week's episode was on Berserk, uh, written and illustrated by Kentaro Miura. And uh, this is definitely a 180 compared to last week, <laughs> um, because uh, Berserk was well, it's not the most accessible uh, series, because <laughs> uh, it's pretty dark and uh, violent, and um, yeah, it's not uh, it's a uh, totally different from what I'm covering this week. I mean, even with a name like Sweet Blue Flowers, <laughs> you kind of you kind of have an idea of the tonal shift compared to Berserk, um, but yeah. Um, Takako Shimura is the author illustrator and uh, she's um, 45 years old um, she is a manga artist known for these types of stories um, in this case it's a Yuri manga so she's known for Yuri um, which uh, you know for the uninitiated it's um, like lesbian romance um, but she does have um, other notable works uh, namely um, Wandering Sun which is also published in English um, and that has to do with two transgender main characters. And from what I've um, experienced with Sweet Blue Flowers and from what I've heard about her other series is that she handles these topics quite well. She doesn't do it for like titillation. She, it's not, you know, it's not, she doesn't represent these types of things uh, in a terrible way, which is good, which is great actually. Um, so, so if you're worried about that sort of thing, you don't have to be. Um, and, and yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a, uh, Sweet Blue Flowers is considered a, a coming-of-age story, um, romance, and, uh, yeah, Yuri, uh, it has that tag, just to specify this is a lesbian romance and not your, um, straight romances, so, uh, it's, uh, published by Viz in English, um, and they do a great job, I love Viz releases, um, just thought I'd throw that in there, um, and, uh, it's published in four omnibuses, so, originally it was published, you know, it had eight volumes in Japan, um, but when Viz, uh, published it, they combined two, two volumes into one um so four omnibuses about 400 pages each um yeah 
and and it's a pretty pretty quick uh read uh to get through um i currently i'm on the second omnibus uh i think technically this would be the third volume and i'm almost done with it i might be on the fourth volume uh, of the second omnibus so that's how far i got and literally i have you know i'm like halfway there um so originally this was a, a bi-monthly um uh, manga when it originally published it from 2004 to 2013 it was published in a magazine called manga erotics f um which is kind of weird um but i promise there's nothing like uh you know sexually or you know nothing erotic in this manga really um it's a pretty innocent um uh it's just a really cute um just like um light read uh i say that a lot i realize i say a lot of the reads i do are light but this is like a super cute super pure um there is some drama and stuff like that um but for the most part, like, yeah, there's nothing, like, erotic or anything like that. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but that magazine does publish other erotic works, which is really weird. It's it's known for, like, it's kind of, like, artsy, fartsy, kind of, like, sex, sexually explicit manga. Um, it kind of, it's like an underground manga scene. Uh, so it, it feels like this manga doesn't belong. And the only thing I could think of, um, of why it would be published in something like that is if, you know... Um, Maybe it's just Japan's aversion to, you know, like homosexual relationships. They're not quite as, um, what's the word, advanced, I guess, uh, when it comes to that. So, you know, they're not quite as accepting and stuff. So maybe manga like this can only have a shot in less mainstream um, magazines such as Manga Erotics F. So, um, yeah, um, but uh, I really like it. And um I'm hoping that you guys do. Uh, of course, I'm not done. Obviously, that would be a really short episode. But I just did want to add that it did have a um, 2009 uh, anime series. Uh, it was 11 episodes, and it was made animated by um, JC Staff, which has done stuff like Toradora. Toradora is like one of my favorite anime. Um, Toradora, uh, How to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, I believe, was another one. Uh, yeah, uh, quite a few. Uh, JC Staff's pretty popular. They're actually going to be doing. Um, uh, One Punch Man, uh, season two. So that's going to be cool. That's uh, supposed to come up this year, I think. And, um, from what I hear, it's pretty faithful to the manga. So if, um, you know, if, uh, if maybe you don't want to read the manga, it's cool. Um, uh, you can check out the anime. I heard it's pretty good adaption. So, um, yeah. So, uh, enough of that. Um, so yeah, I guess I should just get to the characters. Um, we have the, the story follows, uh, two main characters. Um, one's, um, her name's Fumi Manjome. Uh, or Manjome. Um, <laughs> she is like kind of a tall, uh, shy girl, long hair, glasses. Um, she uh, just moves into this town um, and reconnects with a childhood friend uh, after having not seen or talked to them in like 10 years. Um, they're, they're both rather young. Um, Fumi, she's like in her first year of high school. Ak- Akira is her friend, Akira Okudaira. Um, she, um, Akira is like in middle school, I think. So they've got a little bit of an age gap, but I, I forgot how they met as children, but they were, um, pretty close as children. Um, so they kind of reconnect, they pick up where they left off, um, as if, you know, as if they never had that time apart, which is pretty neat. Um, and, uh, yeah, they kind of, uh, they're neighbors. So they walk to school together. Um, and then, uh, after they walk to school together, they kind of go their separate ways. Uh, you follow Fumi in her day at school and Akira in her day at school, um, Fumi is like the main focus, I think, uh, because she's, she's dealing with all like the love stuff, you know, um, cause again, this is like kind of a, you know, it's a romance. So she, you kind of see, um, Fumi's, um, you know, her, her trials and tribulations and rom- you know, when it comes to her romances and, um, you know, and then like, you'll get like really cute moments with her and Akira after school, when they call it like 
console each other and talk to each other and uh you do get to see them spend time outside of school with their friends and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a, you know, a day in the life of each of these characters. Uh, so you just kind of follow their school days. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. Um, hence the name Sweet Blue Flowers. Uh, I did not mean to make that pun, but it worked out. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, um, but there there are some, you know, there are some uh, issues that crop up. So um, so when Fumi first uh, go up, goes into school, you know, she's meeting the girls there. Um, but there's one girl catches her eye um, named Yasuko uh, Sugimoto. And she's kind of like this, um, I guess, like boyish. Uh, she, she's a captain of the basketball team. Um, and uh, she, so Fumi develops uh, feelings for her. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil, but uh, actually no, it's kind of, hard not to and it's it's pretty early on but Yasuko kind of reciprocates these feelings so she it kind of deals with Fumo uh, Fumo <laughs> Fumi and Yasuko's relationship and just um you know Yasuko isn't perfect she's like one of the most popular kids in the school but she has her issues but nobody sees that they just kind of like you know they kind of uh, what's the word like glorify her because she's just so talented and beautiful and um and, you know everybody in the school loves her and I forgot to mention both of these high schools are all girls schools um and like, it, and it's pretty casual when it comes to like, you know, relationships, um, you know, let these, obviously it's the relationships are lesbian relationship because it's all girls school. Um, but not all girls, oh, not all the girls are strictly lesbian. You come discover some of the girls are like bi, um, some of the girls like crushed on their, um, teachers and it's before you think, oh no, that's really weird. Um, like the girl, some of the girls have crushes on their teachers or like older guys. Um, but it's not in the weird way like the guys don't reciprocate the feelings um it you know it's not trying to like you know have these forbidden um teacher student relationships like it's not that kind of manga um so yeah you don't have to worry about that i know freaking manga and anime are notorious for that kind of thing but thankfully um the, in this case it's not and i you know and i don't want to be like stereotyping but i you know i feel like because it's written by a female uh, manga artist who may or may not i don't know if she is bi or lesbian um i just know she has a tendency to write that kind of work um but um i i feel like because it's written by someone uh, by you know a female from a female perspective and you have female characters that type of um what's the word like you know fantasy male fantasy type type thing that's just not there that's clearly not the audience the audience is not guys for this even though i really enjoy it but it's not for straight men you know it's that's not the audience um uh, so you're not going to get those kinds of things in this manga. At least, at least I don't think so. So far, um, I could be proven wrong, which would be unfortunate. But uh, so far, so good. Um, yeah. So uh, you follow, you know, Fumi's relationship. She has, you know, she's shy. She's not always as um, straightforward about her emotions. She's easily overwhelmed and prone to crying. Um, but she is a really, uh, she's a really sweet girl. She's a really cool character. I love, um, you know. Uh, her and Akira's um, relationship, or just as friends, they kind of console each other. They, um, you know, Akira is a very cheerful and excitable um, girl, um, and she's like super innocent. Like she tries her best to kind of help out Fumi. Um, she knows that Fumi's going through some stuff at school, you know, with her relationships. She gets kind of like mixed signals from Yasuko sometimes. Like their relationship isn't perfect, and um, Akira does her best to help. Though sometimes she, she kind of blurts out things and makes you know, causes more problems. <laughs> so, you know, it's that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like, cause like there's, a, there's actually a bit of substance to this manga, but it's not, you know, 
I, I don't have to get into every single relationship between every single girl, but uh, you, you know, I'll just give some general examples of stuff that crops up. So like, you know, there's a girl that um, has a crush on her teacher, but her teacher is being engaged. Or no, I'm sorry, that her teacher doesn't reciprocate the feelings. Um, and, you know, so that kind of like, it's like one of those unrequited love things that you have to deal with. Um, another girl has, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, actually, I won't give the name, but like, she has, uh, she's attracted to one of the other girls who's in a relationship with another girl. And, um, and like, she's pretty pushy and uh, kind of reckless. And, but she never, she never, it's also another unrequited love situation. Um, uh, Fumi has a bit of her own background. Like she already, this is not her first romantic experience. She's had, um, she had romantic relationship with, uh, an older female cousin. So, um, uh, man, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but it's not as innocent. It wasn't an innocent relationship to say the, to say the least. Um, you know, and you'll, you learn more about this stuff. I'm not going to really spoil it, but, but if that piques your interest, like it, it goes, there's, you know, some adult themes, like, um, these aren't just like innocent, uh, children, like, you know, some high schoolers, I mean, they, some high schoolers are sexually active. Like that's just the reality, you know, like, <laughs> um, I'm not trying to be like, you know, it's, it is what it is like um if to to act like they don't um you know if you're a parent you, you'd like to not think you know you'd like to hope that that's not the case but you know i'm not a i'm not a parent and i i and i have younger brothers that are in high school so i know things <laughs> so you know <laughs> it's just you know whatever anyways um yeah so uh she so she has kind of like a storied past and she's kind of getting over that relationship that she had um when 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 you um when you're first introduced to her so she has like some insecurities um and uh yeah uh um, I'm trying to figure out what else to get into um I guess I don't want to go too too deep into that but yeah so basically just kind of recap like you follow these characters um there's other side characters I didn't really introduce but I I feel like I don't have to like uh, I did mention some other scenarios um that that it's mostly like unrequited love situations obviously like your your typical like love uh triangles or dodecahedrons or whatever you want to call it uh, it doesn't get that crazy but you know just uh you know it just that's kind of what you expect from these types of relationships like or from these types of stories where like you know multiple characters are in love with other characters who are in love with other characters or in relationship with other characters and that's where a lot of like heartache and drama comes from but what i like about this series though is that it's not melodramatic like as much as i love the anime series toradora um there was a lot of melodrama in that in that series and um you know but i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff so i just ate it all up but uh i do admit that that's not the most effective way to tell a story but then again you gotta understand like teenagers can be pretty melodramatic so i guess it's realistic but um in this case though like these kids are like what i like about this series is that the 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 characters are straightforward like um some some things i don't like about like uh, shoujo stories is that like when they try to have drama is where like characters will um there'll be drama that exists because characters didn't communicate or like there's a uh, there's a small misunderstanding that could be easily cleared up if the characters just talk to each other like that happens a lot in, in a lot of like romance and like um drama series like uh, the drama just seems so like stupid <laughs> like that stuff that could be easily solved and like for some for the most part that can be realistic um you know because like kids are not always straightforward with their feelings they don't always they give mixed signals to each other they don't always communicate properly um 
But it is kind of infuriating from a reader's uh, perspective, especially, you know, when it feels like, okay, well, I I had no other way to um, um, insert this drama, so I'm trying to do it in a way that is the easiest. Like, I seem like the easy way out. Um, But I love it when characters communicate. I love it with, like, despite their issues, they communicate. And, like, there's issues that still exist even after they communicate. But it's because it's a result of just life, the way relationships work. Like, even if you talk things out those those issues don't magically go away you know um so i like that these characters talk to each other i like that you know when they have issues with another person they address them and um and they and and the responses to to those um to to the way um characters address each other like are realistic they're not these characters like they're not like archetypes like uh, of like your typical like it's very easy to describe fumi as like okay it's high shawl girl with glasses or, or Tai, wow, tongue twister. Tall, shy girl with glasses. And like Akira, the short, cheerful girl. Um, energetic. Like, yeah, those are like the main descriptors you would um, give uh, upon like first glance. But you, as you get further into the series, you learn more about these characters. They're a lot deeper. They're a lot more perceptive than you think they are. Um, they're not totally ignorant. And, um, you know, they're not like cartoonish, which is what I like. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, these characters, they, they talk to each other. They work things out they um they're straightforward with their feelings um not every single character is like that but you have examples of uh different girls who handle things different ways like one girl i mentioned was reckless and um kind of clingy um and you see those kinds of people all the time in real life another girl is non-confrontational um and uh you know another girl she kind of supports from the background like she's um doing her best to help but um you know she uh her you know like her they she doesn't always want to address the situation because she's afraid of what that might do like maybe you know some if she if she tries to add in her two cents she might cause more issues so on and so forth like i'm being very vague with like who i'm talking about but um you know just examples of the the kinds of uh in between um that goes on between uh you know the characters oh my gosh words um <laughs> i'm trying to it's, it's weird because like my my goal with this podcast is again to like pique your guys interest without giving away like a bunch of major plot details because i think it is possible like i see podcasts it's like well it's just much easier to spoil it like and, and or they'll give you this expectation or they should say that you should have this expectation that you're going to be spoiled because that's the only way to talk about this but no like you can give a you can give a your impressions or criticism on something without being super descriptive with spoilers or you know super specific like you know i i, I don't want to like spoil especially stuff like this which is rather i don't uh, i don't want to undermine the, the artist and stuff and say that this is like a simple story but it kind of is like you know it's 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 there's some deep stuff going on but it's not um incomprehensible you know and it's not relied on huge plot twists or anything like that so i don't want to like you know go too crazy into details um a couple things to note, um, if you're, like, um, have an aversion to these types of things, one of the uh, first things that the story opens up with, <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, Akira, the, you know, the little Genki girl, the little excitable, cheerful girl, um, she has an older brother that is, like, kind of, like, overprotective. I mean, they, like, humanize them, but they start off with a stupid joke, and this is never funny to me, like, brothers with, like, a sister complex, which, like, he seems like he is at first, because, like, uh, like a, the one, of the, there's one panel where like he slips into his sister's bed because I don't even know why, because like, he likes sleeping next to his sister or something, which could be cute if they're like both the same age and they're both like young or whatever. But like he's, uh, you know, he's older than her, and um, 
you know, he slips into his sister's bed. Uh, and, like, it's played for laughs. Like, like the mother's like, get out of your sister's bed. And, like, the sister's always saying, like, oh, my brother's a weirdo. You know, he, he's such a creep. And, like, she'll ask her friends, like, hey, you think my brother's a creep? And he's like, no, your brother's not a creep. And, like, so, um, you know, maybe, you know, and, and the author's trying to, like, uh, I think she steered away from that. Because, like, that joke's not funny. I don't know why manga and anime do that. Like, sister complex is never funny. Like, it's just stupid and weird. Um but thankfully, like, it doesn't stay that way, which is cool. They just start off on the wrong foot with that kind of joke. I was like, oh, God, is it going to be this type of story? Thankfully, it's not. So if you're concerned about that, you don't have to be. At least this is based on being halfway through the series. I have a faith. I have enough faith that it won't, like, uh, detour or, like, um, you know, spiral downward um, after this. Well, that's my hope. <laughs> but uh, I have been proven wrong before. Um, so, yeah, um... What else? I, I didn't really talk about the art. It's pretty, um, it's pretty, uh, how do I say this? Like clean, I guess. Like it's not super detailed, but it's, you know, it, but it's also like, it, it is pretty at times. Um, like aesthetically, um, it's, it's just like pretty simple. That's like the best way I could explain it. Like, you know, you don't get like these super hyper detailed backgrounds or anything like that. Um, like a lot of times the panels would be left blank or with like minimal like texturing or something in the background. Um, and the characters like they'll look really good in some panels, other t- panels, they'll be like, you know, low detail, uh, usually played for like comedy. I think it's sometimes like really cute when like the characters, like when the, I, I don't know when the camera, uh, quote unquote camera is away from the characters, you know, as the further you get away, the less detail the characters have. So like sometimes their eyes will just be drawn with like little dots <laughs> and like a mouth, like a really tiny mouth and they'll, they'll just look really funny. But a lot of times, cause this is like you know, there are some comedic scenes in this, uh, uh, in this manga. So like a lot of times it's, uh, it helps with the kind of lighthearted, um, tone of some of the scenes and stuff like that. So, um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too worried about the, uh, I love the freaking covers. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Like watercolor, I think it is. Um, the covers of the, um, manga volumes are just so pretty. Um, and, uh, when the, and when the, you know, when there's, when the scene calls for it, uh, the manga does like, you know, the mangaka, uh, the artist, she does draw like, you know, very detailed stuff. Um, and like, you know, some, some panels will surprise me. Like you'll have the super detailed panel of the school, um, and stuff like that. So occasionally you'll get stuff like that, but, uh, for the most part, it's pretty, uh, I guess ec- economical, like it's not anything crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the story. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of my favorite things. It's a character driven story. Again, it's like not a lot of like plot, like there's no, nothing like crazy going on, nothing supernatural, you know, it's just like a, one of those character driven stories. And I love stuff like that, especially, you know, as I grow to love the characters, like that's the only thing you could hope for in a character-driven story is that the characters are worth following, um, that they're interesting, that they're lovable. Um, so yeah, I really like these girls. Um, they are uh, just like I don't know, it's just so cute. Like I love the friendship. I love um, watching them struggle with like their day-to-day lives, with the romance and with just like their friendships and just uh, uh, just like I don't know. <laughs> and hope it didn't sound weird. I was like, I love these girls. No, um, you know, in a completely innocent way, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like fun watching these, you know, watching them hang out and just have their day to day. And um, it's, but it's not always just like, it's not like menial stuff. Like it's not like a slice of life manga where like you just watch these girls basically do nothing. Um, a, a popular term for that is like cute girls doing cute things. Like that's, it's it's not really a genre but it kind of is like people like when they talk about like series like oh this is just a cute girls doing cute things series because it's literally nothing going on you're just watching these girls be girls um just doing like super menial things like it could be like i don't know freaking gardening or something i don't know 
some people like that kind of stuff. I don't because I don't see the always see the purpose in it unless I don't really like you're trying to relax or something. But like I like to have a little something, a little some a substance to my um to my reading. Um, I, I I like to see a clear end point. Um, I don't know. So, well, that could just be me. Anyways, um, I think I went pretty long on this actually. So um, yeah. So that was Sweet Blue Flowers, um, written illustrated again by Takako Shimura. Um. Yeah, if you are interested in that, there are four omnibuses, again, published by Viz. They're a little more expensive because they're, you know, it's two-in-one volumes, but it would be cheaper if they were eight separate uh, than if they were in eight separate volumes. Um, yeah, it's like about like 400 pages of volume. So, yeah. Uh, what else, what else, what else? I th- can't remember because I did record this twice. Um, I do have a Twitter account. I don't know if I announced that in the beginning of the episode, but again, I'll just remind you, I do have a Twitter account at MangalogPod. I just created that not too long ago. I haven't tweeted anything, but... You know, when you want regular updates of the podcast, that's where they'll be. Um, and that also, of course, that link will be in the description, uh, along with my email. Um, if you don't have a Twitter or don't want to create one, it's mongalogpod at gmail.com. Okay. And um, again, you can send your, you know, whatever general questions, thoughts, feedback. Um, of course, I'll announce the series for next week. If you happen to pick up the series before next week's episode and you want to add your own impressions and stuff like that via email or Twitter, you can do that. And I will definitely read it aloud on the show. And of course, I attribute it back to you. Um, for submitting and I definitely will appreciate it because I really like some community um, I really want some community engagement um, you know that, that's like the main goal of this podcast really is to ha- develop a community and have people to talk to about these kinds of things um, but yeah um, this episode is going kind of long so I don't think I'll have a parting gift because um, I'm already almost at a half hour so um, I will uh, announce of course next week's series uh, again taking a bit of a U-turn um, when it comes to uh, subject matter we are going to be reading Tomie uh, written and illustrated by oh my god what is his name <laughs> hold on let me double check this because I should know this oh my god his name is like on the tip of my tongue Junji Ito holy crap how did I forget that um, okay so that's Tomio Tomie Tomie written illustrated by Junji Ito Junji Ito oh my god why am I having such a hard time <laughs> words um, and that is a horror manga if horror is not your thing then I don't recommend reading it if you're curious um, then I do because apparently Junji Ito is like this is his crap this is his he is like the epitome of um, horror uh, manga so like he's the he's the most popular example when people like are you know bring up um oh what are some good horror manga to read junji ito is always on that list um and he has quite a few works and they're all pretty well renowned um so yeah um i'm definitely going out of my comfort zone again because i don't typically read horror um, unless it has like a good plot like i don't really like scaring us uh, you know scary stuff for scary sake like i like stuff that has a good plot or it's like interesting makes me feel some type of way um so i'm curious uh and it seems like junji ito is known for that kind of stuff just like messing with your head so uh i'm kind of terrified but uh i'm excited because it's gonna be something new i've never read a horror manga before so yeah if you guys are interested in that that's again tomie it's i think it's just one volume one complete volume um uh i think that's also published by viz if i'm not mistaken um and uh yeah um it's available both physically and digitally and um i believe it's been re-released a couple times so there's probably different versions out there but yeah the one i'm looking at is the tomie complete um version uh it's like with the new fancy covers and everything they're pretty cool i actually picked up quite a few junji ito works um around black friday because they were on sale so that's pretty exciting um yeah and uh so i will catch you guys sometime next week uh thanks for listening and uh yeah you guys have a good week